Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Geek Remix podcast. My name is Stacy, And I'm Mari. Uh, so normally we don't talk about uh, Trump stuff because there's just too much of it and it's too ridiculous and whatever. Um, <clears throat> but I did want to start off with like one story just because it's like specifically related to video games. So I thought it might be kind of interesting to talk about it. And we don't actually have to talk about him all that much. Um, so basically after the, one of the latest, uh, mass shootings in the U S Trump said that he wanted to meet with video game companies and have like some sort of summit to talk about like video game violence and the effects that it has on young people. So, um, I don't know if like you were like keyed into the video game sphere back in like 10 years ago. I wrote a whole paper on video game violence, so uh, I wasn't keyed into it at the time. But yeah, like I'm pretty, I'm I feel like I'm pretty aware of like what uh, happened with that. So like uh, with the Columbine shooters, and then going on ten years about ten years past that, there was like this thing where they don't do it anymore because I think they realized that a lot of people who play video games were also people who watch the news now because they grew up and they're like, uh, no, that's not real. Yeah. And, uh, so they since have stopped doing the, um, it's video games faults and then they started going, oh, it's mental illness. But now I think Trump being the old man that he is, is like, oh yeah, um, I remember everyone just, uh, like said it was video games fault. So I think we'll do that. <clears throat> well, so the the thing that a lot of people point to is, of course, that um, there is actually no research that links that create that has like a causal link between video games and like creating violent tendencies in people. In fact, most modern research seems to suggest that like some violent people will may may seek out video games as like an outlet. That's but, always how I felt. Where I was like. You know how people are, like, killing animals doesn't make you somebody who is more likely to be a serial killer? A serial killer is just going to kill animals. Yeah, yeah. They want to kill things. It's like, it's like which, it's like a which comes first type thing. Like, that being, like, being a violent person may make you seek out, like, media that kind of, like, lets you enact that fantasy. But the, the media itself doesn't cause you to be that way. Um, so... There's that. There's also the fact that, like, people play violent video games all over the world. <laughs> and, like, nowhere else in the world has as much of a problem with, like, violent shootings as the U.S. does. Not nowhere else, but you know what I'm saying. Like, that, like, people play these games in other countries that don't have nearly as much of a problem with mass shootings as the U.S. So I find it... It's obviously, I feel like anybody who's like even remotely keyed into the industry would find it pretty hard to believe that these two things, that like games cause people to like be violent. There's also been several long-term studies that, I remember, I wrote a paper when I was like a freshman in college when I was like, yeah, this isn't it. But also I think that some people, I'm predicting a counterpoint where they're going to say, well, what about, like, all the women saying sexism in games is bad and blah, blah, blah. I feel like, you know, 
killing someone is a pretty defined line and then things like racism and sexism is like a really blurry line for a lot of people Does mm. that make sense like you know that killing is bad like you're not gonna do that but when it comes to like sexism and racism i think a lot of people have a lot more of a blurry line when it comes to that well, it actually, it goes back to kind of like, so. <clears throat> but of course, I, you know, everyone is different. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to like, you know, does it, like like what you said, how it's kind of like a blurry line. It's like, if people can already kind of see these things happening in their day-to-day -day life and then it's reinforced maybe, as opposed to like, we don't like people don't usually like run around like seeing like murders happening all the time and then be like oh yeah like I'm gonna go murder people like that's not what most people do whereas like if somebody is like sexist or racist or whatever um and they see that kind of like playing out in games then it might kind of like reinforce their worldview I don't know. Yeah, it's like I feel like, you know, killing someone everyone's like, okay, that's that's definitely a bad thing. Like even serial killers, they know. They you know, they, they know. don't feel guilty, but they're like, I know that I probably shouldn't be doing this. Well, otherwise like, they wouldn't take steps to hide their behavior. Exactly. They clearly know they're not supposed to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they, otherwise, they know? Otherwise none of them would hide what they were doing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. I just feel like, you know, it's a complicated subject personally like if I ever have something fall out of my vagina I'll be like hey you know I want to review the games you play because I don't want my kid if they're like below 12 not nah, 12 I don't know well it also and, and, you know, I feel it like just... it depends on the individual I feel like also like if you if your kid like you know because some kids like they're pretty mature that's why it's up to like the individual parent to be like oh maybe like my kid can't handle this yet or like yeah like they seem to have a pretty good handle on like how to act like a nice human being so yeah sure they should be able to do what they want yeah but you I know? also like think that you know some people are like well I went hunting with my dad and well I was like yeah you went hunting with your dad like he was able to explain to you like, this is hunting, this is why we do it, uh, don't yeah. shoot people. Like, yeah, you know? that, it, that it's like, oh, we're, like, hunting this for, I don't know, like, because we're going to eat it later, as opposed to, like, oh, we're just going to, like, slaughter animals for fun. Exactly. So, it's a complicated subject, but it's, like, it's the same thing as saying, like, don't let kids in into rated R movies. And it's not because it's like, oh, sex and violence is bad. It's like you need to have somebody there to help explain to a child what is real and what is not real and what's acceptable and not acceptable. Like, yeah, I remember my ex, like his parents, his dad, like caught him like sneaking porn and his dad didn't like yell at him or anything. He just said, hey, like, listen, the stuff you see in in this is mm -hmm. not real sex. So yeah. don't like expect that from your partners and you know and blah, I'm blah. and I'm so glad that you brought up like the the porn angle of this because like that is actually one area where there's been a lot of research that like when kids are exposed to that at a very young age and they don't have someone there who can kind of like explain like yeah like this isn't like this is a fantasy like 
you know, in the real world, like, this is how stuff works, blah, blah, blah. Like, when you don't have, like, proper sex education and people just learn about sex through porn, it can kind of, like, reinforce unhealthy ideas. It would be, like... like, guys who think that women just don't grow armpit hair because their only experience (laughs) with, with women's bodies is through pornography. Yeah. So I think that, like, in terms of video games and violence... It doesn't cause it, but at the same time, like, just like any other, like, TV show or movie or a book, like, uh, screen your shit, you know? Like, having the ESRB saying violence on the back, like, oh, okay, I'm gonna look at the back, oh, it has, like, prostitutes in it, like, you can't play this, child. Yeah. Wait until you're 15 and I explain to you the intricacies of prostitution, okay? Like, you know? Yeah. Um, but apparent, uh, just to touch back to the original story, though, video game companies are apparently unaware that anything is supposed to be happening, so I don't know if it'll actually, like, take place, um, but I think most people in, like, the video game industry are kind of just, like, I mean, this is, like, an, an argument that has been around basically since, like, what was it, the Mortal Kombat games in the 90s when they had, like, actual bloody deaths and stuff, that's when, like, parents first started to get really upset about, like, oh, my God, like, what are our kids playing? And it's, like, now you look at those games and you're, like, okay, like, who would ever play that and think, oh, yeah, a kid's going to play that and think, yeah, I can rip someone's spinal cord out of their body. It's, and like, I would say it's kind of like wrestling where, you know, when I was a kid, my sister did a wrestling move onto my face and – you know, when you're a kid, it just didn't really translate that this would cause pain. <laughs> well, yeah, because res- wrestlers are trained to, like... Make it look real. Make it look real, but without hurting each other. Yeah, so nobody was around to explain, okay, the people on TV, they're pretending. And so yeah. don't shove your your elbow into your sister's eyeball, Yeah. Jamie. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's really similar to that. It's, like, it's the same thing when, like... You know, people always point to video games, but it's, like, there's plenty of other app. There's, like, you know, if kids see things on the news, like, you know, I don't know. I just, I think it's, I think it's, like, and honestly, I think it's kind of, like, creating a scapegoat where it's, like, oh, like. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's, like, you'll blame games, but you won't actually address, like, any of the root issues of the problem that maybe could. Like they were talking about putting a a vi- like a like a some sort of tax on games to like pay for counseling in schools. What? Yeah, that was like I just... one of I I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but that's like they they're floating around ideas like that, and it's just like oh come on really, you know? Like how about you have an actual? It just it just all seems like fake fake. Um just movements because remember when trump said that they should arm all the teachers with guns yeah and i was just like you're so stupid and then he did it like in a room full of people who were victims of the attack and he goes how many of you would agree with that two people raised their hand and he says how many people would not like that and like way more people (laughs) and a bunch of people just sitting there like you're so stupid yeah and he just it was just like do you live in the real world where yeah. you think that all teachers should have guns? Because, like, that's just putting more guns. You don't know. Well, like, also, teachers are like, really cool, but, like, 
a ton of them are pedophiles, I guarantee you. So I don't want to give them guns too, okay? Well, well, and also like it's like okay, so you have all these schools in the U.S. that can like barely afford to keep the lights on or like keep paper and regular supplies, and you're now going to expect them to pay for guns and training for all the teachers. You know, like what? Oh yeah, you don't have enough uh, tools or anything. But here's a five hundred dollar gun and a thousand dollars worth of gun lessons. Like, but what? I, it's like it's like if if these schools can't even afford to like give kids like a good education, then why on earth is like the priority to like arm teachers? And why would you like? All, do you know all... that these are like children who are coming to school with guns? They're not thinking rationally where they think oh, the teacher's going to shoot me, so I better not do it. They're planning on dying anyway. Like, they all, not all, but, like, a lot of it ends with the person killing themselves. So why would a deterrent of, like, oh, well, the teachers will shoot me, and they're like, yeah, that's part of the plan. Well, also, and I mean, like, I I saw a lot of, like, actual teachers talking about this on Twitter, and, like, one of the points that they all raised was, like, okay, so now you expect me to shoot one of my own students? Like, Like, you're expecting a teacher to become a killer. Well, it's, like, can you imagine, you know, like... I feel like there's there's like a whole nother level of training that goes into like not just like knowing how to use a weapon, but also like preparing to like have to maybe step into a situation like a dangerous situation. Like like cops and like people in the military, like they train for situ like they train specifically for situations like that where like something dangerous happens and you have to like insert yourself into the situation. That's like a whole nother level from literally just, like, learning how to, like, use a weapon, you know? Like, just because somebody knows how to use a weapon and, like, is a good shot or whatever, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to... That all of these teachers would be prepared to, like, step up and take a life of their own students who they have been tasked with, like... Protecting. Protecting and educating. Like, that's a lot to ask, you know? Not to mention, like... If you give someone a tool that makes killing really easy, it kind of, like, takes the threshold of, like, I forget what country it is, Sweden or some shit, one of the where, like, every single male in the country is a part of the army, Mm -hmm. and they're all given, uh, let me just look it up so people aren't like, you're so stupid, uh... I don't even know what to type, but they all have guns, and the rate at which there was marital like killings, marital was violence, really high because they would get mad and be like, "I'm gonna go grab my gun and shoot you." <laughs> yeah. And so, if it's just right there and you're like really heated in the moment, you know. Well, it's kind of like how in countries where a lot of civilians have guns, the rate of death by suicide, like of suicide by gun is also much higher because like when someone's in a desperate moment, they may just think like, oh, like I have a gun right here, like as opposed to like, oh, like I don't have any like weapons readily available, like maybe I should figure out, you know. Maybe I should talk to somebody or, like, I don't know, figure something else out. You know, it kind of reminds me of the Onion article that they keep publishing every time um, <laughs> there's a school shooting or just a shooting. Yeah. It's like, 
No way to prevent this as country where only country when this regularly happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because in Australia it happened. They're like, no more guns. And guess what? Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I like I'm not I'm not one of those people that's like like let's get rid of all the guns because I also know that you know. We're not, I, I feel, land, we're not ocean locked, so well, and I feel I feel like there's a lot of like compromises to be made, but I also feel like there's a lot of like really like there's a lot of things that like even gun owners would support, like I think that you know there hasn't it's the fact that like they won't make any compromises whatsoever. That's the issue. Who do you mean by they? You know them? No, yeah. um, I mean like uh, the NRA and stuff. Yeah, because I so, they're basically trying to sell guns and make money, and that's just capitalism. Yeah, good or I bad, mean, so whatever. it's like I I lump in like like politicians and the NRA as like separate from the people who actually own guns because I feel like a lot of the people that actually own weapons and like are just like normal people who are like yeah like sometimes I go hunting like that's like a normal use of a weapon and like. You see so many of those people saying, like, hey, like, I'm a gun owner and I support, like, comprehensive background checks or, like, I support no longer selling assault rifles or, like, whatever it is. Like, th like things that you could do that are not anywhere near the realm of, like, taking away all the guns, you know? Like, something that even, a, like, a gun owner could get behind and say, like, yeah, like, that seems like a good, like, compromise, like you know, a, a step that you could take, you know, like not giving people who have domestic violence charges, not giving them weapons, like stuff like that. But politicians and the NRA are not willing to accept like anything even like That's because anything. the NRA has lobbyists and honestly, legally, they are bribing a bunch of politicians. Yeah. So anyways, I don't want to spend too much more time talking about that because it's depressing as fuck. But... Uh, if so, if you if you have anything else to add, feel free. Otherwise, I was gonna move on. So, is it Detroit Become Human now, or? Oh, I was gonna go to the the Twitch one. Twitch. No, wait, hold on. You you start talking about. It. I'll put it on. Okay, so Twitch had put out kind of confusing, and they're still honestly confusing, like rules on like uh, apparel for streamers like what they should wear during streams and like twitch is has kind of gone back and forth with like oh well it's like we obviously don't want people being like naked um and and we want to make some sort of rules but it, it's also kind of confusing like how do we make a rule that like applies to every situation um because for example like Somebody, if they're doing, like, a workout stream, they might be wearing workout clothes, which are, you know, for some people, obviously, like, very smaller than, like, what you would wear, like, maybe on a video game stream. Mm -hmm. um, or, like, somebody might be doing a stream, like, from the beach, in which case they might be wearing a bathing suit. Like, you know, like, a, a, like a, somebody might have their shirt off, like, on the beach or, like, be wearing a bikini or whatever. And, like, that's appropriate attire for that place but like I, it's I mean I certainly don't envy their situation because Twitch is trying to make these rules that can like basically right now they've kind of said oh we're just gonna take a look at like 
uh, the situation and the camera angles and the filters and emojis and see if it's okay. <laughs> Which is like, okay. It's kind of confusing because their rules used to just be, you got to wear a shirt on stream. And, yeah. But that was a lot easier when it was basically someone sitting in a chair. <clears throat> yeah, but now I feel like that they that they have you know because there's lots of people they've that... gone beyond video games, so now people are doing shows and going to the beach, blah blah. blah. Yeah, and like somebody might dress up. Like, what if someone's dressed up in a cosplay? Like, yeah, it's not their fault that the game studio designed it like that. I know it's See, so that's... crazy and unfair because you can be showing footage of the game with like a close up of someone's butthole. Exactly, and then like. Well, that on on Twitch, like you can't have nudity in the games, but they can have the skimpy. But you can outfits. have somebody in a skimpy outfit. And but then if a woman dresses up as a character in the game, suddenly that's bad. And to me personally, I think that's so unfair to the community as a whole, where we have these female characters who are beloved and praised for. Yes, their characters and personality, but also their beautiful bodies. Yeah. And then when women or men who are fans of this, of that game or property, dress up as it, they're being like slut shamed when it's like, but you like the character, but how come she's not allowed to dress as it? Because I feel as if. It's okay so long as this female character that was designed by a man to make money, it's cool. But as soon as an actual real woman is like, I'm dressed for it too. Uh, do you want to support my stream? Like suddenly that's horrible because, you know. And they're like, well, they're profiting off of it. And I was like, how is it any different than the person who designed the character? Yeah. Or the company who's making money off of the character. It's and not I mean any different. And the thing is, is, like, if you're going to have people doing, like, workout streams or streams from the beach, like, if somebody can stream from the beach in a bikini, like, what, so then they can't stream from their own home in a bikini? Not like I'm saying I really, like, am, like, dying to wear a bikini on a stream, but, like, I, I feel like it's so hard to make a blanket rule that applies to all situations, and it's very hard to say, like, oh, well, this situation is okay, but this situation is not. So I forget what platform it was, but I heard them talking about it on uh, Waypoint, the Waypoint podcast. There is another stream platform that actually put out, like, a comprehensive apparel guide that literally, like, it, it draws, like, like a human figure and it's like these are the areas that you can show unclothed and these are the areas that you can't and obviously like that's more restrictive but I almost kind of like it for its clarity because it's not like oh you can sometimes show this area if you're not at the beach it's just like nope this is what's okay this is what's not follow the rules like and it's and it's the same rules for everybody regardless of like what your what your body physiology is you know? Yeah, I just think it's like the people in my experience that I see complaining about what I would call booby streamers mm -hmm. are always like dudes who are just pissed. Like, she's making money off of her body. And I was like, yeah, you're literally playing Overwatch with like a mod of like Black Widow's anus in my face. So chill out. And I just, it just really. I, 
they're like, well, they're taking away viewers from me. And I was like, they're not taking away viewers from you. These are people who want to look at tits, okay? Leave them alone. Like they were never going to watch your stream anyway. Yeah, they want to look at boobs. And if anything, Stacy and I are not hating, and we would be the ones who would be like, quote-unquote, in comp- competition with female boob streamers. We just don't feel the... We just, honestly, we just don't have the confidence. But No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I don't not. have the con. I wish I had the confidence to be like, hey, check out these boobies, you know, and, like, be on stream and shit. So, to me, I'm like, wow, mad respect. Like, you love your body and you're, like, want to show it off. Like, good for you. And I don't think of it as, like, she's taking things away from me. I just think of her as her doing her thing and I'm doing my thing, you know? Yeah. I guess, like, there's something to be said, though, for the fact that, like, obviously, like, we're adults and a lot of the people that follow us are adults, but there are a lot of, like, kids that watch Twitch, and so I think, I mean, obviously, I can't claim to completely know their intentions, but one of the reasons that they don't allow, like, complete nudity on stream is because you can't, like, prevent a kid from seeing it. Yeah. So, like, if they're trying to prevent kids from seeing, like, nudity or, I you know. I see it as, like, if it's allowed on cable, allow it on Twitch. But not, like, HBO cable. Well, I was just going to say, cable allows complete nudity. So, no, what no, no, are you no. talking about? I meant, about? like, not HBO, but, like, I don't know, MTV. MTV levels, you know? Yeah. No nipples. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Uh, like and on the other hand it's like I know that people have this thing about like oh kids shouldn't see nudity but it's like on the other hand like what if we were all just more accepting about human bodies in general then it wouldn't be such like a big deal you know like what if it wasn't like oh my gosh like it's so taboo for you to like see side boob you know what I mean like what if it like what if like it was just like perfectly acceptable for like people to be in a bikini and it, it wasn't like Stacy just doesn't like clothes. It's true. Unless it's like for fashion. It's true. She'll just put feathers on her nipples and she's happy. <laughs> she's like, "Why do I have to live by your standards? I want to be naked." Kid, <laughs> but like, away. I mean, I don't know. Like I mean, maybe that's just that's just me. I just I, I wish that that stuff was. It's kind of like the whole like how there's been arguments about people being like, well, how come like somebody who is who has like a stereotypical male body can walk around like without a shirt on in public, but like someone with a stereotypical woman body can't do that. Like the moment somebody had, you know, like what's what's the difference? Like it's still just a nipple. So free the nipple movement. I just like I'm trying to imagine like when I was a kid I definitely like looked at a lot of boobs and was aroused by them. So I'm wondering I'm just imagining from my point of view, I'm trying to remember as a child, what was my reaction to breasts? Yeah. And I wonder but I don't think I was like negatively affected by any of the breasts I saw. But at the same, like... but at the same time, like, so I just I I think I think about how like for instance in the U.S. it's very taboo for like people under twenty one to drink alcohol, but in like countries in Europe the drinking age can be like fourteen, and kids will have alcohol with dinner 
from like a younger age and they'll just like drink wine with dinner and it's like not a big deal. So you don't end up with the same problems of like binge drinking that maybe Americans have in college because they've pretty much been told like, you can't drink, you can't drink. And then you get kids like, you know, like literally drinking themselves to death because it's, it's like this off limits Thing. I just imagined someone showing their boobs at a playground, and I was like, no, I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah. Once you imagine it at a playground, you're like, wait, I don't know. <laughs> but, it, but it, I mean, it, it, but then it's like you bring in things like breastfeeding in public, which should be completely fine. Oh, yeah, and, it should be. And, like, you know... Because it's like, because like that's like a completely natural and I don't know. I don't. I'm not saying like I have an answer. I'm merely like raising that there's like a lot of different like. I think there's just is no answer. No. Well, also because everyone's gonna have their own like feelings and like opinions about like what is okay to show. I feel like showing cleavage on a stream is fine because you walk. Anything like if you see a slutty outfit out in the world, I don't think any kids are gonna freak out. Some people got big boobs. Some people's got little boobs. You know, I don't know. I feel like cleavage is fine. Any cleavage streamers, I'm like, whatever. Like, I wouldn't mind if a kid saw cleavage. That's, like, literally a part of our society now where just cleavage is just out. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, is, like, I think some people would really disagree with you, you know? That cleavage is, like, not okay to see? Yeah. I think, but I think, like, I think that's where the argument comes from is not, like, you know, like, do, do we care as, like, 20 or 30-year-olds? No. But should, does it matter for, like, a 12-year-old? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I just see, I, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that I, the perspective of a 12-year-old, and I was, like, would that negatively affect me to see cleavage? Because I saw cleavage all the time on TV and stuff. Well, yeah, but not everybody is you. Yeah, no, no, I'm just trying to, like, imagine it's this, but it's like it, it goes back to the exact same argument we were having about porn, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, it, it's like if people see, like, naked bodies from a young age and they don't have someone there to explain, like, oh, yeah. Like, see, here's the thing. If somebody sees, like a like, a streamer that is showing a lot of cleavage and they're, like, I don't know, like, 12 or 10 or, or even younger... And their parents are like, oh, yeah, like, that's just, like, part of their body. And it's, like, not a big deal. And, like, you should just let them do their thing. They're probably going to be a lot more laid back than somebody who's like, oh, my God, like, this is, like, they're getting so much attention and it's, like, such a bad thing. And, like, they see the chat just, like, going crazy and treating the streamer like shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, like, boobs is treating people bad. yeah. So I I don't know that like the actual like showing cleavage is the bad thing. I think it's when you don't have anybody to explain like yeah like that's just a part of that person's body and they literally cannot like you can't this person like can't like change their their boob size just because like some people are like I don't know scared of boobs, you know? Like people like me where I can't escape them. Can't you can't escape? There's can't no escape. escape my own boobs. There's I was no trying escape. to get a massage the other day, and they were like, "Lay on your stomach," and I was like, "I can't. My boobs are too big." Mm-hmm. So, all right, next next story. Which one? Uh, so Detroit Become Human now has a release date. 
It I is. I have anxiety about that game because I, you know how sensitive I am to like sexual beings, pe- just human beings being taken advantage of sexually. You're gonna completely freak out during this whole thing because I it's know. about. It has two of the things that you absolutely cannot stand. One of them, which is uh, sexual assault, and the other one, which is android rights. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be really upset the whole time. And plus, it's going to be handled poorly. <sighs> I mean, I you're okay. I like you guys. I know that there are people who are David Cage fans, but Stacy and I are not going to be. We play it because we hate it. Honestly, but the but that's the thing. Like, I don't really have the like I hate this opinion because I enjoy playing bad games for the humor value. So whether uh, yeah, no, that's what I meant. Yeah, we were, we were gonna rip it apart because when we played other uh, David Cage games, people were like, "You're not taking this art seriously," and I was like, "Okay, guys, this lady just got raped <laughs> three times in one day. That's not real. That's yeah, not real life." Um. Yeah, so it's coming out on May 25th. Uh, I will be in Japan when it releases, so everybody cross your fingers. If we get an early code? If we can get an early code for it, we'll play before I leave, but if not, then it'll just have to wait till June. I haven't found a solid... Did you send them an email? Did they reply? Not yet. We should probably get on that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like I don't know anybody who works at Quantic Dream. Yeah. Probably for reasons that make sense. Like don't <laughs> talk know, to right? them. <laughs> it's like they don't publish their email addresses anywhere. Yeah, I was nobody trying to even, find it. Nobody even knows who works at the company. I was like thinking maybe I should talk to like some Square Enix Square Enix people who are in Paris because they're in the same city. And I was like that might not. <laughs> so you guys are in the That's same like, city? Do you like, like know each other? Like, oh, they're in the same. They're both in France. Hey. No, they're both in Paris. So I figured maybe they were like friends or something. And I was like, no, that's kind of like a weird thing. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, I feel like if it's somebody that you already kind of know, then it might not be weird to say, like, hey, do you know anybody that I could talk to? Like, if it's someone that you already had, like, an established, like, kind of working relationship with, then they might tell you to get, like, somebody who you could get in touch with. But if it's a stranger, I don't know why they would tell you. No, no, no. I meant, like, people at, like, the press contact guy for don't not or something i didn't i don't want to oh. drop any names right now so i'm being vague yeah no <laughs> like, I, know. I know the like no i'm talking about like people who work at square that i've already have their press contact and i don't know yeah that's what i was saying i don't know i'm just really stressed out about it okay i'm like i gotta find a way i know i'm like yeah i don't I don't know if they do give away press copies. They might not. I, you know what? Honestly, I, I feel like I feel like all the big releases always happen when you're on vacation. I know. Well, and we so we talked about this on a previous podcast, but there is a trend now towards more companies not giving out like preview copies unless it's for somebody who like first like somebody that's like huge because. They don't want, especially with like games like this, where it's like very heavily story based. They don't want there to be any spoilers. Yeah. Because like, there's no. I I mean, I remember like we used to be able to like ask companies like, hey, like, can we have a key to this? And like, companies would be kind of like chill about it. Um, and I feel like over the past maybe two years, it that's really declined because 
there's like more and more like key scammers out there or like streamers that don't listen to embargo dates and they just like start posting footage like as soon as they get the key stuff that like sucks, that sucks because we always were really like okay don't even post it in a minute early otherwise our reputation is ruined no we were like always really really good about that and i remember yeah like there were a couple times where like you know it's like you'd like double check with the person like three times because they'd send you the date in like one time zone and you'd be like okay so i just want to like make sure that it's like i have the right time zone and the right time because it's like you don't want to like these people work a long time on these games. You don't want to, like, fuck them over mm-hmm. by, like, messing with their shit. Um, and then so, you're also fucking everyone else over on YouTube. It's just this whole thing. Yeah. Um, so we have information about who is going to be the villain in Wonder Woman 2. It's going to be Cheetah, um, which... I actually read a little bit about, like, the backstory, I think, that they might end up using for the... So the backstory behind Cheetah, who is a villainess, um, she basically... She, like... It's like she makes friends with Diana, and she finds out, like, oh, gods are real. And so then she's like, oh, sweet. Like, Diana has, like, god powers. Like, I want god powers, too. And so then she, like, goes and finds this, like, god person to give her a bunch of, like, crazy powers, but it comes at, like, a horrible price. What's the horrible price? It's like a hot cat lady? So she's a hot cat lady, but she has uncontrollable bloodlust and cannibalistic urges. So it makes her, like, this, like, super predator, like, really awesome, but it also feeds into her hatred of Diana because she blames Diana. Um, Girl, how is this Diana's fault at all? She blames her for like, well, because she's not, she's not thinking straight. So she blames her for um, kind of setting her on the path to like finding the gods type thing. I don't know. I uh, I get it. But at the same time, that whole villain motivation always annoyed me where it's like, this is your fault somehow through this long line of reasoning. It's, it's, like, it's your fault I, that I went and did this stupid thing. Yeah, I get it, but it's, like, really hard for me to resonate with that motivation. Yeah. Where villains are like, it's just your fault, and you're like, okay, you. You know. Like, I get it, it's deep, whatever, yeah. but, like, that, what you're telling me is a very long stream of, like. Yeah. That's, like, you're, like, Mario, I killed someone, and it's your fault, and I was like, what happened? And you well, well, you know how you said for me to go to that foot massage place? Well, I went there, and then, you know, <laughs> someone else came in, and then three years later, boom, I killed someone. And you're like, I... What? I don't think that that's the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't... I just said to have a day off. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> so I there, there, I guess there's rumors that Kristen Wiig will play Cheetah, which I find, like, a little confusing of Kristen a choice. Wig. I mean, I don't think they would play it for comedy, but I don't know. I just don't see it. I feel like uh, a lot of comedians are like, I know, I'm going to do a serious role now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm going to be a bad guy. But then the whole time you're just expecting them to make a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like this is actually a great transition into, because we haven't talked about our thoughts on a movie that we both saw recently. Do you know where I'm going with this? Black Panther. Yeah. 
Love the movie. Just one thing at the beginning of the movie where I was like, really? Was when... Wait, wait, wait. Do you want to... Are you are you about to drop spoilers right now? Like, beginning of the movie spoilers. Does that make... All right. Maybe just, uh, like, everyone can skip ahead a little bit if they want to go in completely blind. Like, it's the very first scene. Okay. So, you know... What's his face? He's like, okay, I'm getting crowned tomorrow. So he interrupts his ex-girlfriend's, like, long, month-long plan to take down a human trafficking ring. And she, the, the first thing she says is, goes, you ruined my, like, thing. And she's like, and he's like, I want you to be at my party tomorrow. She's like, oh, okay. And I was like, what? I felt like, I felt like the film, I felt like she was still not happy with him about it. I know, but it that was, was just like, I didn't, what I didn't was get... his deal with that? Like, But see, I'm like, going... I got the impression that the film put that as more like, oh, he's being very selfish for doing this. I didn't think that the film was on his side. Oh, because I just really felt like your priorities are really strange if you, like, your ex-girlfriend, not girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She's been on this, and, you know, everyone's like, well, they saved all the people. I was like, I'm pretty sure she was trying to find, like, the ringleader, and she had been infiltrating this place. Yeah, yeah, that's the impression I got. Yeah, that was my impression, and then so he just drops in, and, and like, he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't, like, send a spy to be like, yo, there's a party tomorrow. He, he has to go in, kill everybody, and she's like, you just ruined everything. Yeah, but me. I mean, like, she calls him an idiot. I feel like that was... I but feel, I feel like, like as soon as he goes, well, I'm getting crowned tomorrow. She's like, okay, I'll go. But I just, it was just so great movie. That was just like the one part where I was like, really, dude? Like, you're yeah. gonna, you're gonna, maybe that's why they broke up. So. I feel like that's very like stereotypical Mari. What? That that would be like the one thing that you wouldn't like about the movie. Well, everything else was amazing, but I was like, really? You're gonna like interrupt her job right now? <laughs> um,. I wanted to talk about some of the things that we did really like about it, though, because, um, like, I felt, so, in broad strokes, because I don't want to give away spoilers, one, I felt like the villain was really relatable. Um, yeah, I feel like the villain was, like, it wasn't really their their fault. It's like, here's the thing. So, I've I've seen a couple, like, hot takes about how he's the best Marvel villain, and like I, I mean, he has the he has the best motivations, I think. And there are a couple ways that they kind of like tie into like the things that he's talking about. That just it really made it feel like, oh, this isn't somebody who's just, you know, I'm the big bad. It's somebody who is like actually has their own like motivations and backstory and like. I, I, like, totally understood where he was coming totally from. Totally understood where he was coming from, felt like a fully developed character, and I just, I really appreciated that they didn't fall back into, like, the regular trope of, like, I want to take over the world because. Yeah, because, what, like, what, what he was saying, I was like, I totally get what you're saying. I don't yeah. agree, but, like, I can totally understand, like. Like and I, that's, if I and had that's your like the, life, I yeah. probably would have ended up the same way. Yeah, you know, and that's like the creation of like a good villain, and and it wasn't like trivial stuff. Another thing I liked, if you don't mind me moving forward, yeah, um, I feel like uh, the setting of Wakanda and like all of the like just 
cool shit going on. I was like, this is like fresh. This is new to me personally. And it also it felt like, it felt so real. Yeah, it was like a really well fleshed out society, and like I loved how they integrated technology with um, traditional it's, African things. Afro, I don't want to like be too specific. It's, you know, it's called it's called Afrofuturism. Oh, Afrofuturism. I yep. liked that um, setting because you know I feel like in a lot of the Marvel movies, it's kind of a lot of the same cultures being represented so it's little well so monotonous and so it was really interesting and really fun and cool to see all the different ways they were showing afrofuturism and it was like this is new this is exciting this is well thought out like i like yeah well and it just like it gave the movie such a different feel from like you know obviously you have like Captain America and Iron Man and Spider-Man and those are all kind of taking place in the same culture. Yeah. And those are honestly just the first three that popped to my mind. I know that there are more. Um and but like this this was just taking a look at like a completely different place, but like the place felt so like I don't know, it just felt it's just felt very very real to me. Like you're looking at it and you're like, "Oh, like this feels like a real place." A lot of another thing I really liked was the fact that a lot of characters were participating in ca- I didn't like it, okay, but they were participating in casual racism towards the the Wakandans and I thought that was um that was that was like a good way to show like hey, like when you talk like this, this is how you oh, sound. Oh, yeah, that it's like okay, so I think what you mean is how it's like you don't have to necessarily call someone the N-word to say something racist. Yeah, like, there was a lot of, like, casual, subtle racism that you could pick up on and be like, um, excuse me, what did you say? Because... Well, I don't... So, it it was definitely present. I don't want to give people the impression that that was, like, a huge part of the movie. No, it wasn't a huge part, but there was definitely... There was definitely It was was definitely there, there, yeah. Put on purpose to be, like... You know, this is the type of thing that when you, know, you say it, it's it, you know, it doesn't maybe come out sounding the way that you. But I also appreciated that, like, we were seeing this through the perspective of a person of color. We're being like, like, like you don't see this type of treatment, but we do. Yeah. And it, and it's like, and they use a lot of it was. I liked it a lot. It was. Not like, you know what I mean. I'm like, yeah, I love yeah. racism. But, um, no, no, no. I just, I don't want to give people the impression that they're going to be going into this movie and being like, oh, man, like, this I beautiful movie is just, no, like, going to make me feel like shit. It's no, not... it doesn't make you feel like shit. I just, like, personally, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, no, I, like, I get that. Like, I said that to you right after the movie finished. It was just nice to be able to feel, because, like, I get the same kind of comments to me where people don't really get that they're saying something shitty and then and you can't really like be like hey what the fuck because mm-hmm. it's kind of and then like if you try to call them out it's 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 a whole big deal and they're like what i didn't say like whatever it was just i yeah. was just like i appreciate that this is in here so that I don't know. I just, I was like, I appreciate this because I felt like I could relate to that feeling. Yeah. And, um, and then like through the movie, I was like, I hope they do something like this with, you know, 
Asian culture, and then I would I started getting mad in my head, being like, "Yeah, but you know what? They would probably whitewash it." Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I I, so I think scary. that I think that it would be great if we could start seeing like more superheroes from like other cultures around the world, like whether it's Asian cultures or like Latinx cultures. You know, that would be really that cool. Would be- cool because seeing Black Panther I was like this is fresh this is new there's like a bunch of new ideas and it was just like because I've been kind of over Marvel for a minute like and and it was just it was just a lot of fresh material that I think a lot of people weren't taking advantage of mm-hmm. before well and it's like there's so much opportunity I feel like to represent some of these other cultures in the world without you know just turning it into like oh we're gonna like I feel like what was so important for this movie to do was to show African culture in a way that wasn't just like telling the same story like where African culture they weren't specifically victims yeah like we're not victims this is like a powerful proud country that like you can be proud of instead of it being like I feel like a lot of um, movies about African ex- African American or Black experiences is like trying to, and it's true. It's, like, it, well, a lot it of... talks about it. Ta- a lot of it talks about struggle. So it's like you're either watching a period piece about slavery or like you know just other stuff that doesn't really give you that like the other side of like oh no, there's like a lot of. You know, you don't to be proud of and you don't of you don't just yeah, like you don't it you want there to be movies that pe- and like media that people can experience that don't just make them feel like, oh yeah, everything's shit. Yeah, it's kinda like <laughs> when they're like, Well, there was gay people in the movies and I was like, Yeah, but they're all dead. They're all dead. <laughs> so I just I thought that was great and I really hope that, you know, this movie makes other studios go hey like there can be action movies with people of color in it and you know i i i don't know what superhero would be asian enough because or just i can't even think of a famous asian superhero now well i'm sure there i'm sure there are plenty that exist in asia well yeah but like i mean in the marvel universe and the culture that i live in i can't think of I mean, there's nothing wrong with them making a new one. I yeah, I just you know, people kind of like realizing this in this moment where I'm like, oh, I can't really think of like an Asian equivalent to Black Panther, and that kind of sucks. But you know, whatever. So there are there are Asian superheroes. Um. Oh wow! So. I don't the know. thing is, like, yeah, there's a bunch of Asian superheroes coming from Japan, but then when they make movies about them here, they whitewash them, and then a bunch of white people tell me, um, the creator said it was okay, and I'm like, thanks, thank you. That, but this isn't about you. This is about me. Yeah. So, so another another issue that, like, I think that you can also run into with, um, with, with is that sometimes if the source material is very old then you might be dealing with a lot of, like, racist stereotypes when trying to adapt them. You mean, like, in Suicide Club, where the only Asian character had a fucking Japanese flag on her forehead and was running around with a katana screaming at it? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. 
Um, she was really all about honor. I was like, you know, there's like other things that Asian people do. Yeah, like, but they have. So if if you were ever interested in looking at like some of the Asian superheroes, like from all from Marvel and everywhere else, they there's actually a whole list on Wikipedia, and it organizes them by like Chinese, Japanese, all that stuff, Filipino. I, mean, I just I feel like a lot of people. I shouldn't say this because there's probably a lot of appropriation that I don't see from black culture, obviously, <laughs> all the time. I shouldn't say that, but I just feel like a lot of the times when I think about any sort of depiction of Japanese culture in nerd um, culture in the United States, it's like, Wolverine, he went to Japan and he had a Japanese wife. And I'm like, cool, um, can we have like actual Asian people though? And they're like, no, 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 no. Lucy Liu is Ghost in the Shell because she's a robot. And I was like, yeah, but you could have made her Asian. That was like an option. You Wait, done it. Lucy Liu? I mean, not Lucy Liu. I'm so sorry. What's her face? I was like, Lucy Liu is actually Asian. Yeah, I would have been so down. I was like, yeah, Lucy Liu. <laughs> but um, Scarlett you mean Johansson. Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Sorry. Literally not the same person at all. <laughs> yeah, opposites. Uh, where it's like Scarlett Johansson or just like. Like anybody in an Asian role getting shafted, and it just it annoys me mm-hmm. that that happens where it's like, oh, there's this like really cool story with like Asian influences and everything, and the main character is Asian, but you know, Asian people can't carry a lead role, and you're like, that's fucking racist. Stop saying it's not. Like it is. Yeah. And it kind of feels like, oh, I have this thing that I feel proud of, but I can't have it other people can have it but i can't mm-hmm. it sucks but anyway i'm really glad that black panther did well because i feel like it's going to open up a lot of doors and i was like yes like yeah yeah yes yeah i hope so i mean and i don't necessarily care that those doors are necessarily at marvel you know i just really want this movie to show studios that like if you give people of color opportunities for film roles that are about things other than the struggle, like, you know, we talk about this with like, um, gay representation in video games a lot that like you want, sometimes you just want to have there be a gay character and not have the story completely revolve around like their struggle with their sexuality, you know, like sometimes you just want to play a character that reminds you of you or like watch a movie with a character that reminds you of you that isn't like about how much of a hard time they're having. Another thing that I think is just unfair because you know how people are like there's no like people of color winning the Oscars and stuff and it's like well you should wait until the people of color like they blah, blah, blah. I was like no. no there's no fucking roles there's no roles like if all of the movies like the Oscars are like 1950s eras like post-World War Two bullshit which is usually Oscar bait. Like, if it's all, like, it took place in England during World War II, atonement. Like, these very rich white people, they had a minor disagreement. What drama? Like, or if, like, your only opportunities are playing as a person of color to get, like, an Academy Award is to be a victim of racial inequality. Yeah. Like... Yeah, that's an important subject to cover, but, like, that's your only option. But it, it shouldn't be the only option, yeah. Like, there's not stories being told 
in a different way. And any story that's like default neutral is always cast as a white person. Mm -hmm. So if it's like, oh, this was just a neutral movie about whatever, and it's like, then and it's always like a white person's in the lead, and then they're like, well, then it always feels like there has to be a reason. I'm just like, when I look at no, I I get I get a lot of the the like praise and whatever. It's like it's always like World War Two era, blah blah blah, like took place in England or, you know, aristocracy or this is blah, blah, blah. It's like, there's stories, there are other stories besides that from even that era that could be about somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So, hopefully we start seeing more of that soon. Uh, Did you want to talk about this Valve story that you found? Uh, yeah. Hold on, let me. Okay, do, 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 do. All right. Hilariously, Incel Games. <laughs> They're called Incel Games. And in case you don't know, Incel is also a a term that some people call themselves, which is involuntarily celibate. Yeah. So Incel Games. It's kind of weird. <laughs> they're basically people just complaining about women and yeah. how they won't fuck. No, no, no. Them. I'm saying it's weird that they would call the game studio that. Well, it's spelled differently, so I think, I don't know. Oh, okay. Incel Games CEO threatened employees to force positive reviews for all games. So, so I'm going to read the email, so it's not very long. Hello, everyone. It's past 3 a.m. in Malta now, and I'm wrapping up my workday to get a bit of sleep. Sadly, Wildbusters revenue has not far has so far not met expectations, and I will be even more difficult to turn things around during the weekend as the first day is usually the strongest. We are trailing at 50% of Otherlands and 20% of Guardians of Ember. One of the major issues, blah, 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 blah. Do you need to read I this whole said, thing, or can you just tell us, like, what the point is? Because I don't want to misrepresent his wording, because the wording is important. Um, okay. I had sent an email earlier, blah, blah, blah. So I'm asking you either to... Of, to do, Either of do the following. Buy the game and present me the receipt until Friday night for which, together with a claim form, you will be reimbursed with twenty with within 24 hours. Or explain to me tomorrow why you did not wish to do this. I would like to discuss this individually and privately with each of you and will follow up. Wait, where so, are you reading this? Is this in the story that you sent me? Uh, it's linked in the story. Oh, okay. So this is like a copy, like a screenshot of the email. Got it. So basically what he said was, you need to buy the game and I'll refund you for it and then leave a good review. And if you don't do this, I want to talk to you about it in person. So it's like threatening. And then the follow-up to that was like, oh, I didn't really mean to say that. Just kidding. And you're like, I don't know. Uh, basically, basically what happened is, is that they sent out an email telling people like either to buy the game or post reviews for it. That was how it was like, regardless of what the wording was, that's exactly how it was taken by most people. The email and he said, if you don't do this, I want to have a private in-person talk with you, which sounds like the email was leaked. And obviously uh, valve was pretty pissed off because a bunch of the employees left fake re- like fake reviews for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, you know, the, they, uh, they banned them, I guess. Yeah, they banned the uh, publisher from the platform. Yeah, and so then they came out and said, 
you know, the company came out and said, like, oh, like, we were just trying to, like, emphasize the importance of, like, good reviews and whatnot, and we didn't think that people would actually, you know, take it upon themselves to, like, leave fake reviews or whatever, and it's kind of like, well, you know. They said, like, no staff has received penalties for not buying the game or writing a review, and there were also never texts or instructions provided on how to write the review. We sincerely apologize for the misleading wording, but, yeah. No, he fucking got caught. What an ass. Yeah. So... Um, in other weird news, if you wanted to tell us about the biohacker. Okay, so I have an article open, but I also, like, saw some other news about it. <clears throat> He's a biohacker, in case you don't know. These are people who are like, oh, I'm going to eat a very particular way at certain times to, like, increase my calorie density or whatever the fuck. Um, biohackers are also people who will make, who will make cure like make, make up try, try to make up cures for diseases and then just inject themselves with it because they want to bypass the traditional like testing process for new medicine so and their argument is basically like oh but if we have this thing that can cure people then like i want to like we want to move science forward without like waiting 20 years to like bring it to the consumer market whatever and then everyone dies yeah all right, uh, biohackers, a group of people who are not content to sit and wait, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he went to a medical clinic and had stem cells injected into his penis because he wanted a bigger penis. And he says that it worked and that it, he noticed a noticeable change. But when asked about, like, did this make, like, a change in, did you, like, measure it? And he was like, no, 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 but my wife, you know... Says, you know, good job on the penis, or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah, she's your wife, so interesting. <laughs> At least you know it still works, but I just stem cells are meant for repairing, not for growing. So I'm wondering what the logic behind that would be. Where it's like, oh, if I inject well, stem cells into my penis, it's going to make it bigger how but. however there has been some research to suggest that stem cells can be used to help men suffering from erectile dysfunction i feel as if that's like something different because that's repairing stuff but you, know? you don't know if he was suffering from it or not that's ah. the thing that's 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 all. i'm not saying that it worked or not but like if he was having issues then maybe that's why he felt that he had to take it upon himself to do this um, I feel, yeah, but his claim is, is that it was for his penis to get bigger. Like, he said... Do you really like, think that he would come out and say, like, my dick wasn't working and that's why I did this? Or do you think he would say, like, no, I just wanted a bigger dick. It's already, like, pretty big and pretty great, but, like, you know. So how big is your dick? I don't know. I don't I don't measure. I don't, I don't measure, measure it. It's just, it's just, it works, though. It's huge. My wife says, I, I fuck. Did you know that? I had sex. So I don't know. I mean, and obvious, like the thing about like the stem cell research is that like there's still so much like work to be done in terms of like if if something works, who does it work for? When are we going to bring it to market? And like, oh wait, you're right. Okay, all right. With penis, and, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, it took about three to four days to kick in, and the main thing I noticed was significant increase in erectile function. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, increase size at what we call at rest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that important to have at rest bigger penises? Um, I feel like that's something that I've noticed is important to men who have penises that they want their flaccid penis to be bigger. I don't know. Because all of the like penis pumps and penis extenders, they don't really affect the erect size. They affect the what the flaccid size. I thought I, I thought a penis pump was literally to like affect the erection, not the at rest size. Why would you need it for the at rest size? Because here's the thing, dick size is I not don't, for women. It's for men to talk to each other I don't, about. I didn't think that that's what a penis pump was for, though. No, the penis pump is it makes the promise of making your penis bigger, but it doesn't really make the erection itself bigger. It makes the at rest penis bigger. Huh. So it's selling you on a bigger penis on technicality. Oh. Does that it, make sense? Penis yeah. Pumps, they're, they're not really that, like, all of those, like, penis extenders and stuff, like, they're not good for your penis. No, I, like, I don't, but I just, I guess I just thought it was, like. Yeah, what's the point unless your boner's bigger? Yeah, I totally, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing is that. Okay, I'm a cis woman. I don't know what it feels like to be a man with a penis. So I feel as if, you know, when guys are talking about dick size, that's more for, like, their own ego and to, like, tell other guys. Does that make sense? Well, so what they're, what, a, what, the, what the pump is actually for is to help someone with erectile dysfunction maintain and get an erection. That's, like, probably the intended scientific use but that's see that's also... what that's what i thought it was for i thought it was for like if somebody's having trouble like with an erection they would use a penis pump to like help them out i guess yeah but that's not what they're advertised for on the most part you know yeah yeah you're correct but that's not what they're sold like with the promise of interesting well i yeah i guess just like huh. because i've like you know those youtube videos i found of penis pumps like, they're all like, look how big it is now, flaccid. And you're like, okay. Oh, interesting. Why? Like, you know? Okay. So they just, <sighs> listen, if you're out there thinking, I need to make my dick bigger, first, be okay with the dick you have because all of the penis enlarging things are really bad for your penis. So just leave it alone. And just be good. Just learn how to be good at sex. Focus on that instead, yeah. if that's important to you. If that's something that's important to you is in satisfying your partner and you don't think your penis is big enough, first of all, yes, it is. doesn't matter. There's people who have two vaginas, and they get off just fine. There's couples. They both have vaginas, and they're fine. They're good. Mm-hmm. So you don't need a dick to make your partner get off. Yeah. You don't even need it. It's just extra. You know? Um, speaking of genitals, nice. <laughs> there, do you like that transition? Yeah. Speaking of genitals. Speaking of genitals, there is Discover a new vibrator new Dove that can uh, reportedly order pizza for you after you orgasm. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, of course, because obviously that means that some data collection somewhere knows your vibrator usage. I don't mind that. I just mind that, like, the pressure is on now. Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel post-orgasm. Am I want to keep going? Am I want to take a nap? I don't know what I'm going to want 
once I orgasm? Well, I would do ass- I want a pizza? Like- I I would assume that you have to like I you have to actually tell it to do it. It's not just like you finish and then it automatically orders it for you. It's- yeah, I know, but still, even though I just feel like some I don't know why I'm stressed out about thinking about pizza that's coming after my orgasm. <gasps> no, do you, wait. Do you know? I have a good idea. What? Okay, so let's say you're ha- you're with a partner. And you're like, listen, we can have pizza, but only after I get off. And this device, it will know, okay? Otherwise, you're starving. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to know what it's called? Rub grub. Rub grub. Rub. Nice. Um, and in more food news, so KFC in the UK switched over. It's like, you know, it's essentially it switched over. It's like chicken provider. Um, but they were having such issues with like chicken shortages that like, like tons of stores were like closing down because there was like literally no chicken. Um, and people kept calling the police. I, okay. I don't understand like how this happens because you hear about stories about this. Like, like that woman who like called the police because McDonald's was out of chicken nuggets do you remember that story, like, a couple of years ago or whatever? And I think it's, when people are just upset and hungry. You it's, know, it's a dangerous combo. Really, have you ever just been really hungry and had a long day and all you want to do is eat some food? And then someone goes, sorry, we don't have it. And you're like, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> I'm calling the fucking police do you right think, now. Do you think that maybe, like, I don't know, like, when people do this, it just makes me think, like, are all of these people, like, drunk or high? No, I just, I just feel like, Cece, have you ever been just hungry and mad? Yeah, but I guess there's just so much food in the world that I wouldn't think to call the cops about it. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you a scenario. Uh-oh. You're hungry. You come home, <laughs> and you're looking forward to whatever it is you left in the fridge. You open the fridge, guess what? Brandon ate it. Uh-oh. Would the thought of, I want to call the police, cross your mind? No. To arrest your husband. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, but, like, the thought might pass your mind. Where mm. you're like, hmm, I might want to have my husband arrested. My my first, because, see, the thing is, is that, like, I would be so desperate. Like, because things like that have happened before, and then what I always do is I'm like, okay, that's it. And I just, like, walk outside, walk to the corner, and get Subway. Yeah, but what if after... What if you walked to Subway and they said, sorry. No Subway. We're out of sandwiches. I mean, who knows? Maybe those places, like, they hit every fast food joint and there was no food and just it, the desperation sets in. <gasps> Wait a second. They're not a t- I mean, were these in food deserts or was this? Uh, this was in the UK, so I don't really oh, know. Pff, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about UK's food demographic. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because if it was, like, in a food desert, I'd be like, they're starving! <laughs> like, you know? Because the, there's not other food options. But... Um, yeah, I mean, so I think, like, food desert usually... It doesn't mean that there's no food at all. It just usually means that there's no grocery stores, I think. Yeah, at food desert it's... means that there's no access to um, a grocery store or a place with, like, food that's not Cheetos and stuff. Yeah, like, so, like, s- something besides, like, 7-Eleven. Although, 7-Eleven does have a lot of food options now. But... It depends on where you are. Yeah. But 
yeah, so food deserts are a real issue in the United States. So I was like, wait a second. Am I, like, not taking into consideration something? But yeah, and, like, food desert typically does not refer to, like, places where it's, like, you know, like, Idaho, where there's just, like, nothing at all. It usually means, like, at least, it's like... referring to usually like a, an urban area. Yeah, an urban or, like, semi-developed area where because of, like, either income levels or, like, whatever, like... There, there aren't grocery stores or, like, stores that offer, like, fresh foods and stuff like that. That's what that yeah, is. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. And then everyone goes, like, well, why are they, like, so unhealthy? I was like, yeah, because they don't – there's no food. Yeah. Like, do you not get that? The only access to food they have is the fast food restaurants and a gas station. Put some food in front of them, maybe they'll eat it. Like, these are people who, like, you know, will have to take a bus ride, and then it costs, like – well, $10 to get there and back to get a bus ride, and they don't have a cart to carry their food, so they're, like, that's, carrying it all. That's like. not, that doesn't even go into, like, the cost of, like, fresh groceries compared to the cost of fast food. Yeah, and also, the cost of fresh groceries in the city is more expensive in areas where, like, it's lower income and it sucks. Sorry. Yeah, that's... Side note, everyone should be aware of food deserts. <laughs> um... Uh, that those were all the news items I had. If you wanted to, uh, I wanted to mention a book that I read. Did you have anything else before we move on? No. Um, so I wanted to mention I started reading the Old Man's War series by John Scalzi. That sounds really depressing. It's like the most actually depressing thing you've ever said to me. No, I so I thought it was going to be when I. It's like it's hard to explain like. Um, so it's a sci-fi epic series, and basically what happens is, in the future, humanity has obviously, like, expanded into the, like, more planets in the universe, and, like, they have, like, a colonial defense, like, force, whatever, and, um, but I forget what they call it, it's, like, the colonial union, I think, and they recruit old people to be part of it, but they have, like, this mysterious way of like quote unquote rejuvenating people. So like that's how they get people to sign up because the people are like, well, I'm like 80 years old and I don't want to die. And you actually have to be above a certain age to get enlisted in the army, but nobody knows how it works. So like these people like go off to be part of it, not knowing exactly what's going to happen, but they assume that, you know, if they're being enlisted in the army, there's going to be some sort of way to, like, make them, you know, not an 80-year-old person anymore. It's a really interesting book, and I'm already on the second one of the series, and I I don't know. It's, it's, really, it's really good. I like it a lot. Hey, sorry if you guys are hearing some mouth sounds. That's actually AJ. He's decided that he wants to lick his face. In front of the microphone. I couldn't hear it. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. Um, so if you guys wanted to tr uh, listen to Old Man's War or any other books for free, you can check out our Audible link, which is audibletrial.com slash geekremix. Um, I also just wanted to say, like, I really appreciate the people that do, like, sign up for that stuff because that really helps us out. And I hope that you enjoy, like, the stuff that you get to read or, like, from our other sponsorships. Um, if you ever wanted to look at other books that I've been reading or books that I recommend, I do have a profile on Goodreads. So you can find that at goodreads.com slash geekremixalot. Um, I don't know 
we're already, we're already over an hour, so did you want to do any questions or? Um, yeah, I, let's do questions. All right, so I have two kind of like hopefully quicker questions. Uh, the first one was, do you, how do you feel uh, when people make representations of you in like games, like when they play like The Sims or like whatever? That's awesome. I love it. I think it's always super cute. Like, so I love it. I know that I know that people will always like send like people will send us like notes and messages, being like, "Hey, like, do you mind that I'm going to do this?" And I'm always like, "I don't mind at all, as long as you're not like, I don't know, like purposely making me representing me like in some weird way." No, I, I don't care. Be generally weird with cool with it. it. I don't care. Yeah. Actually, show me. No, I just like I don't know. I, I what, like you being murdered or something. No, or like if I don't know, it's, I, I I guess I can't think of like an, a a way that would like really bother me. But like if somebody was doing it like just to be mean, I guess I wouldn't want that. So it's like well, more... they're gonna do it anyway. So well, okay, but I'm just saying. But you don't want it. Well, no, I'm just saying like if somebody's gonna do it to be mean, then I wouldn't feel good as good about it. I don't know. I feel like if somebody did okay. Your point is valid, first of all. I'm not trying to invalidate your point. But for me personally, like if somebody did that to be mean, I'd be like, okay, well, you just wasted like three hours doing that. So I think I won this round. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I no, guess. No, but I, I get it. Like, you know, I totally get where you're coming from. I just feel slightly different. Yeah. Not that, like, nobody has ever done that before. Like, most of the time when people do it, it's, like, super cute. Like, I've seen people, like, make characters of us in The Sims or, like, one person, what was it, like, Final Fantasy, I think. Do you remember those? And they were, like, the cutest things and they had, like, the best outfits. You were, you were, like, the little short person. Yeah, it was amazing. Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. Those were super cute. Um, second one is, what is a video game or movie trope that is long overdue to die? Mm. Okay, so the first one that I can obviously think of is Bury Your Gaze. Yeah, they just fucking die. Um, well, so, this reminds me of, like, what we talked about, or the point that I brought up in, uh, Remothered, which is where, like, if you have lots of representation then a trope like this is less problematic. Like, it's not a problem if gay characters die, if there's tons of other characters to, like, kind of make up for it. It's like, if there's lots of, like, representation of, like, really awesome, like, people of color characters, then, like, if there's a character or two that are, is, like, a drug dealer, then it's not as, like, it's not as offensive than if, like, literally every single person of character in a movie is shown to be a drug dealer or a gang member. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, or... Uh, I get, like, I guess an equivalent that I can actually say for myself would be if all Asian characters were depicted as prostitutes, and I'd be like, what the fuck is your problem? And, or, like, really good at math, when, or instead of just being human beings that sometimes end up being... In yeah. That situation. Exactly. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I like think... I'm not. I'm not saying that people can like never be offended by those by those stereotypes or anything like that. I just mean that like when you have more di when you show more diversity in terms of like 
oh no, like there's actually like tons of characters that are like this and only like a very small set of them are X. A really good example is like depictions of mental health. If you show lots of people who have like mental illness and you show them in like a positive light or like even just an accurate light and then like you maybe have one of them that turns out to be like, you know, really troubled or whatever on like a crime show, then that doesn't offend me as much as literally every single serial killer ever is shown to have a mental illness, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, li- sure. like, like every time you see mental illness, it's always because someone's a serial killer, you know? That, yeah, it would be, if there was, like, a multitude of different ways of, like, here's a person who's bipolar, and they also do other things that doesn't revolve around <laughs> serial killing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, you know, like other people can definitely feel different about that. That's not, I'm not saying that that's like the definitive way everybody should feel about it. That's just my opinion is that like, if you have like more diversity and representation, then the negative depictions are not as like, they're not, they don't feel as hurtful to me, I guess. It's kind of like if you had more female characters in David Cage games that don't get raped then maybe if one of them did get sexually assaulted, it wouldn't be like as like, wow, this has already happened to this character six times in the same day. It would have an actual impact on the story. Yes. Just being like, well, Ex- I don't know what's happening. Exactly. I like, um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Another trope? Oh, I think I'm just tired. Like, I don't know if it's just a personal thing from my experiences or not, but, like, whenever I see, I guess the one thing that really annoyed me about Iron Fist is that, like, he's this rich, no, I don't know how to, how to explain it, mm-hmm. where they get a fetishized Asian girlfriend, I guess. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where I'm like, cool, but, like, what's she about? Oh, okay. She's gone. Oh, she's gone. She's just here to officiate your acceptance into the weebosphere. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, it's okay. Where I think it is like, it's okay that I do all these Asian things because my girlfriend is Asian. Mm-hmm. That thing. Where it's like, uh, yeah, but like... Does it have to be like that, you know? Yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't see it, so I can't really... Uh... No, it's just something that happened a lot in, like, those karate movies back in the 90s and shit. Yeah. When I was a kid, I'd be like, something feels weird. You never, like, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, I don't, I don't know about this. Something mm-hmm. doesn't sit with me right with this. But where it would be, like, a white guy and he's found himself in like you know the last samurai or uh fucking iron fist or, or like that movie beverly that... hills whatever it's just oh i've become a part of this culture and you know that happens and now like my love interest is asian i respect the asian things and like i'm and it's just like that's awesome and everything, but it would be cool if, like, that wasn't used as a tool to say, it's okay that I've done this. Yeah. I don't know. I just... Fucking The Last Samurai, man. Yeah. All right. Hold on. There, there is another one that I would really like to die, and that's the, like, androids are people, too. 
where it's like this and androids this... don't need to be people to be considered or don't need to be human in order to be considered people i would say well it, it's but it's like that whole it's not just androids it's like that whole like oh like suddenly now i understand that like women are people because i had a daughter or like they're just like us they're just like us or like suddenly the revelation the kind of thing where it's like you didn't i think that the whole Pinocchio trope like I understand the value of it but sometimes I would really like it if somebody who's different from you either it be like a different race or something it's not like oh we found something similar among us it's more like I appreciate our differences and I see you as a thinking living person <laughs> yeah you know where it's like with the geth in Mass Effect 2 that was such a unique thing where Commander Shepard learns that the Geth are thinking and living creatures, not creatures, but like, quote-unquote, like, sentience or whatever. Yeah. They're equal, but they're completely different from the other sentient life forms. Mm -hmm. Where they're a hive mind, but they're also like, but we love the way that we are and we're different and we know that you're different and we just both appreciate each other yeah. for our differences. And we have these very fundamentally different ways of looking at it, but we're both valid. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, that's never being done ever. And then in Mass Effect 3, they're like, uh, now they're more like organics. So they want that and it's cool. And you're like, God damn it. Like, fuck off. Yeah. It's just, and I would just like to see more of that, where it's like you see something that they're doing that's completely different than yours, and you go, oh, okay, like, I won't be robot or regular or whatever racist anymore yeah, because I see the value in what makes them different. For rather sure. Rather than saying, oh, they're just like us, because that's not what makes things, in my opinion, more beautiful or whatever it's what makes somebody else's like culture or way of life different that makes me go that's valuable and you and, and you can that. appreciate the differences instead of just being like i don't see color it's like yeah or like when like instead of like a sexist person being like oh i finally had a daughter so now i also have woman property that i should protect like my stuff mm -hmm. it should be like not should be but I would like it if they were like saw a woman doing know, what's a womanly thing fucking <laughs> I I don't know something like I mean you can always you can always use yourself as an example if you don't want to like make generalizations about that's what I try to do is like you know what I mean Yeah is that why people I don't, don't think you're talking about women <laughs> other than you do you know what I mean Yeah so like let's say they saw, like, some sexist dude saw me doing, like, trying to think of, like, a cool feminine thing. What's a cool feminine thing? Like, oh, they, like, they, they played, like, a pink game, and a pink game is a game that has a lot of feminine qualities to it. And they were like, wait a second, this is, like, cool. Yeah. Like, this is cool and, like, different from what I usually play, and this is fun. Like, like, people who ended up liking... Friendship is magic, and there was a bunch of dudes who were okay with being more feminine. Are you that talking about the? Are you talking about My Little Pony? Yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like, well, you know, when bronies first came about and everyone was like, that's so cringy. But really, it was the bronies who were strong all along. Because <laughs> It's because true, okay. though. It, it was cool. It was like, they were like, you know what? Being feminine feels good. And I don't give a shit what you think. And, like, friendship is magic. Yeah, fuck off. I love friendship, you know? Where yeah. you're like, this is different than how I usually experience life. And I like it, mm-hmm. you know? So... Um, if do if you don't have anything else, I was gonna wrap things up. Yeah, I don't have anything else. All right. So as always, this podcast is supported thanks to our uh, patrons on Patreon. If you wanted to join the party and support us, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/GeekRemix. Um, we're currently working our way towards our next goal, which is game roast videos, where we will take a look at. Uh, games that we've played and kind of... I think we're only $200 away. Less I think it's that. less than that. I think yeah, that less it's than like, $200 away. I think it's like 150 or something. Something like that. Anyways, um, if you want to keep in touch with me in the meantime between videos and podcasts, you can follow me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. My handle is at GeekRemixAlot. My handle is at GeekRemix on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. And, by the way, don't take this, like, in a weird way, but I'm accepting submissions of myself in my fat body, and you can draw it however, because I was getting a lot of, like, comments being like, I wish artists were more okay with, like, drawing fat people, Mm. and I think a lot of artists are like, oh, I, like, I want to draw this YouTuber, but I'm worried about offending them by drawing them, like as a fat person yes. and I'm just saying like I'm like accepting that and I'm like being like cool thank you like mm-hmm. I appreciate that so if people want to do that I'm accepting it as clothed or nude or however you want in case you want to do like body studies or whatever I'm not posting any nudes <laughs> for you to like <laughs> research but I'm just saying like I'm open to that and I'm open to like posting it and all that stuff mm-hmm. so if you're being like oh, I want to like draw a naked fat body oh, and, and, and like someone... and like actually like represent like different body types and stuff yeah i'm i'm accepting that right now i'm mm-hmm. not being like <laughs> it's me i'm accepting fan art but i'm just like that um, seems to be an issue and i'm just saying like hey you guys can do it to me like that's cool like yeah i'm, do- I'm down you know so i'm just saying um before we before we sign off I also just wanted to give a quick shout out to my friend Allison. She owns the company Rock Love Jewelry and she makes a ton of like really cool like light some of you may have seen me talking about her on Instagram or on Twitter at some point but um Oh, she's got Black Panther shit. Oh is, man. And it's licensed. So she does like licensed jewelry for like the BioWare store, so like Mass Effect, Dragon Age, like uh, she's done stuff for like Fallout oh and um, Marvel movies like Guardians of the Galaxy and Black Panther. Uh, her stuff is really cool and it's also really affordable and high quality. And there's a finger talon with movable joints I, I own for it. only twenty nine ninety nine. I own it. <laughs> it's too late. I have too it. late. I've already got it. <laughs> um, but I kind of just wanted to give her a shout out because she's just been like totally killing it lately with like these awesome. I don't know, like collaborations with like studios and stuff. And I'm just like so proud of her and her stuff is great. So if you're in the market for like a nerdy gift 
uh, for yourself or someone else, I recommend checking her out. It's rocklove.com. Ooh, and these are very unique castings, too. I'm, like, clicking through them to see, like, good stuff. It's our, oh, rocklove, rocklovejewelry.com. So she, yeah, it's on the screen so people can see it. But, okay. yes, also if you're listening. Yeah, um, and she actually, she does the, like, Kimoyo beads, the Kimoyo bracelet from Black Panther. Her stuff's just, They like, have it in, uh, these are pre-orders, but they look really good. Yes. Oh yeah, Do you think they could like you know because the spine? She, she put all this stuff out and it like all sold out. <laughs> so, well, yeah, because you know why people are desperate for representation and things that they can wear and be proud of. So take that. Yeah, so all market all like, of the Black Panther stuff is pre-order only at this point because she like. It, like before the movie even came out, she like posted something and she was like, "Hey, uh, by the way, like everything is like almost sold out. So if you want something, order it now." But I have the earrings that she made and the finger talon, and they're just they're beautiful. So, hat tip to her. Um, I right. love like finger talon. Uh, rings. They're always so good. It, anyway. it looks so cool. Anyways, thank you so much for stopping by, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we will talk to you all soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.